Welcome to What You Say in English, the podcast where you can get feedback on your speaking skills. Just send your recording, and Frank will tell you what you're doing great and where you probably need to improve on. What are you waiting for? We want to hear what you say in English. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What You Say in English, the podcast in which I listen to you and tell you my appreciation and love, and give you all the things, wonderful things you do in English. Uh, as you remember, my name is Frank, and today we have a special episode in which I'm going to talk about the first part of the Cambridge exams, the speaking exam. And since last episode, I mean, I. I I commented on a full speaking for the advanced. A lot of people, I've gotten a lot of nice reviews and a lot of messages from people saying that it was great. And of course, it's uh, just in a short time, I was impressed by how many people listened to that episode. And you make me really, really happy. So I decided that I was going to do similar to the what what I did with the uh, explaining the criteria of the IELTS exam. I am doing the same with the Cambridge now, but I'm going to cover, for example, first B2 and C1 advanced, and I'm going to go over a full um, speaking and analyzing what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, but I'm going to do it little by little. So today you're going to listen to uh, part one. Okay. Uh, part one, you, which is the, you know, the personal interview in which you, you're asked personal questions. Okay. So, but before, before we get onto that, um, I would like to say, uh, give my warm hello and welcome to Ricardo Sandolsky. He sent me a wonderful message. So let's listen to it first. Hi, Frank and Ricardo again. I just come back here to to congratulate your podcast. Uh, the, this episode I referred in my previous message was amazing, very useful. So congratulations, well done, man. <laughs> That was a wonderful message, Ricardo. Thank you very much. You know, you're you're more than welcome to speak in my podcast anytime. And if you would like to do a speaking interview with me feel free to contact me again and I will happily have you on the show and, you know, give you feedback on your speaking. Your speaking seems to be very wonderful. And thank you for your lovely and incredible words. Um, I, I'm really happy that you find, um, you know, my podcast useful. Um, and the last, especially the last episode in which, you know, I talked about a, f a full C1 uh, advanced exam. So um, thank you. I mean, I have no words to express my gratitude and my, you know, Uh, all the love that you know, all the all the, all the listeners uh, sent me. So thank you very much. And and this is an invitation to anybody who would like to you know send a message. You know you can send a message in the uh, Anchor website. So just go ahead and and go to the Anchor website and you know send me a message. I would love to showcase your English, you know, so that the world can get to know you. Okay, so go ahead and do it. Don't wait for it. I'll be waiting. <laughs> okay, so before we start, I w you know, of course, I'm going to go over the, the, the subject matter today, but let's take a listen to our sponsor. How long have you been preparing for your IELTS exam and still don't know how to improve? 
TakeIELTS.net takes your exam preparation a step further by mixing real-life mock exams with full reports on your performance written by real IELTS examiners. More than 53,000 test takers have benefited from a recognized and trusted mock exam with high reliability and high-quality standards. Save 10% in your next order with what you say in English. Go to TakeIELTS.net and use the code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E, during checkout. Okay, so let's get serious with the exam. You know that the speaking exam for the different levels in which, you know, the Cambridge exams are divided, um, they have four parts. Uh, it's not like the IELTS, you know, in the IELTS you have three parts. You have the the interview, you have the long turn in which you have to describe information that is given to you in a card, and, you know, the further discussion questions. So in this way, it's a little similar because uh, you also have to do a further discussion, but in the Cambridge exams, they're divided into four parts. And the duration of the speaking exam depends on the level. I'm going to be focusing only on the first certificate, the B1, the B2 level, and the advanced, which is the C1 level. Okay, so those are the most common ones that people usually take. And, you know, a lot of, from my experience, a lot of students, uh, students usually ask me advice on those uh, two levels. So I think it makes sense that I use those two levels. Now, in the case of the first, the duration is around, um, let's say, 14 minutes. And that's if you if it's, you know, two people. Uh, and the, in the advanced is around 15 minutes. Now, if you have the, the uh, if you, in any case, for example, you have to take the exam uh, in a group of three, then in the case of the first, it would go around, uh, you know, 17 minutes and in 17, 18 minutes. And in the case of the advanced, it would go around 20, 21 minutes. Um, and of course, exam centers usually avoid having three people taking the exam because it's, you know, it's not the ideal situation. It's not the ideal scenario for this kind of exam. You know, it's a little bit uncomfortable. So what they do is that they try to make sure as much as possible to have two people only, two people only taking the exam and two examiners. The one examiner is the interlocutor and the other examiner is the assessor. You know, he's going to be or she's going to be only paying attention to you and give you the full marks of everything. So um, the, the exam center will always try to make sure that you will take the exam with another person in case that, you know, there's no other choice and they have to do the, the speaking with three people, then, of course, it would be the last uh, group to do the, the exam. It would never be the first. It would always be the last one. And of course, you know, they do this in many different ways. So, but you know, just so you know that the exam center will do everything possible just to, you know, uh, so you do the exam with only another person. So that said, we can start talking about the different parts. In the first part, we call it the interview. It's pretty much like the interview in the IELTS exam. The second part is the individual long term. While in the um, IELTS exam, you have to you're given a card with a situation that you know you have to talk for about a minute. In this, you have pictures. In the case of the first certificate, 
those two pictures uh, will be two pictures and you will basically have to do a little a lot of describing and a little bit of uh, speculation in the case of the advanced they add an extra picture and you have to choose two from those three so you have to say uh well we'll get to this uh, later and in in the next episode but just so you know that you have to talk about two of the three pictures for the same time i mean one minute and then uh, the other candidate the other student has to react to those pictures and the third part we call it the collaborative part um this this one is not in the ielts because the ielts is the ratio of the ielts is one to one it's one examiner one candidate here the ratio is two and two two examiners two candidates so um in the candidates have to um engage in a conversation in a task uh, you are giving question and some Uh, ideas around that central question. So you have to talk for two minutes with the other candidate about the different things. And then the final part is, again, similar to the IELTS because it's the further discussion. In that further discussion is related in topic to the first one, um, to, sorry, to the third one. And you have to expand on, you know, like different questions and different things that, that you know, the examiner will ask you. Um, And of course, in the case of the IELTS, uh, you know, those questions will be about the topic in, in part two. Okay, so roughly that's everything. That's everything in the speaking exam. But today, in today's episode, I'm going to be focusing on the first part. So for the first part, you have to do quite a few things. Of course, this is a warm up um, and it only lasts for two minutes, around two and three minutes. It's very short, so you don't have a lot of time and you will not be have you, you will not have time to answer a lot of questions. So you will probably be asked um, a maximum of three questions uh, apart from the, you know, the formal introductions. Uh, you will hear a sample a, a little bit later. And of course, you have to demonstrate your abilities. And of course, you know, Um, just like native speakers, uh, when they speak English, you know, they pause, they hesitate, or they repeat themselves. Sometimes uh, a certain amount of this makes you sound natural. Okay, but constant pausing and looking for words is not going to impress the examiner. I'm telling you that from the beginning. You can make pauses, you can, you know, hesitate a little bit, especially if you're looking for uh, content, what to say but not looking for words because you don't know the, the meaning of a word or you, you don't remember how you say it in English or you don't know what to say. I mean, it's basically looking for content. And that is, uh, we notice, we know when, when a student is, um, you know, thinking of a word. And also try to follow the instructions. Candidates often think that they will be penalized if they ask for repetition or clarification. They shouldn't do this all the time, of course. But doing it is actually a valuable communication skill. Um, demonstrating their ability to, you know, elicit information and preferably doing so in an impressive and sophisticated way appropriate for the level you're testing, for example, if you're testing for the first or testing for the advanced, 
this will actually be counted in your favor. Uh, students should practice phrases like, um, I don't know, I'm afraid I, I'm not entirely clear about uh, what I'm supposed to do, or I apologize, I'm sorry, but would you mind saying that again, please? Instead of saying something simple like, sorry, I don't understand, or please, repeat. Can you repeat, please? Those uh, expressions are fine, but d d it depends on the level, again. If it's first, like B2, um, I don't know, I think I would be a little bit reluctant to, you know, I, I wouldn't use those expressions at B2. I would be careful not to use them. But of course, in advanced level, if, you, if, you're, ask, if you're asking for repetition, Please try, try to make it as elegant as possible, you know, according to the level you're testing. So if you don't know, you can say something like, I'm not really sure I understood. Um, could, you could you please repeat it? I, I, didn't, I didn't quite get it. So something that, um, you know, a, a person, you know, that's testing for the advanced level would say. Uh, something that, in my case, I would say. So... Remember that asking for clarification is not penalized, okay? So go ahead and do it. Of course, don't do it all the time, okay? Also take in turns. Um, candidates are assessed on their ability to interact with each other. And this goes for any part of the exam, not on their oral presentation skills. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, the way you interact. Like an excellent candidate who does all the talking but doesn't listen or, uh, or involve uh, themselves in, you know, with what the partner is saying isn't going to get very high marks. I'm telling you this from the beginning. So don't try to monopolize the conversation. Um, this is, this really makes you look really terrible. Like you're not really paying attention to what the other person is, is speaking. So don't overextend. This is a very general advice for any part of the exam and any level. Uh, keep your answers uh, nice, I mean, with a, with a nice, um, reasonable length in which you elaborate, you give extra information, but not too much. Okay, so listening and responding appropriately to what the other candidate is saying is vital, is really important. Candidates shouldn't interrupt each other, but signaling your attention, making uh, listening noises like, uh-huh, yeah, mm, oh, really? That's right, absolutely. So those things, remember we call them back channels. So those back channels um, are very useful, especially in part three, you know, but in part one, is they're not really that, you know, useful. Um, this is regarded as a positive feature. It is also a good idea to make uh, references to what either speaker has said before to show that, you know, the candidate has been paying attention all, all the time. And, of course, in the case of the uh, advanced... And in the first certificate, what can you expect? I mean, you can expect... Uh, simple questions like uh, everyday questions about your hobbies, about your traveling experiences, about your uh, experience learning English. You can have lots of different topics that, of course, you will be asked, you know, travel and holidays, the past, future plans, house and home, family. There's usually the, the typical question about the family. And you have to be careful not to um, prepare something to say. Um, of course, there are many questions that are very, you know, that you can expect 
but don't memorize questions because that that can make you look bad. I mean, of course, it gives off the the wrong impression. Like you're very fluent in 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 English, but when you go further ahead in the exam and the examiner asks you like more difficult questions, they will really know what you're capable of. So um, from the beginning, if you uh, say something which has been memorized, you have to be careful with that because that will not give you high marks. I'm, I'm, you know, this is very honest advice that I can give you. Um, and of course, uh, questions uh, will be asked from, a, you know, those range of topics. You may respond to the other candidates' comments, uh, though you're not actively invited to do so by the interlocutor. So um, you can make a reference. For example, if I ask a question to candidate uh, one, and then you are candidate two, and somebody that candidate one say said that can you can use for your answer, you are welcome to do it. I mean, that's fantastic. But, you know, that remember that you cannot intervene, like you, you cannot interrupt. For example, if I'm asking a question to candidate one, you cannot intervene. I mean, it's not part of, uh, it's not the dynamics of part one. So you have to be uh, careful with that. Okay. So you only answer the question that you're asked and, and you're done with it. I mean, this part is quite quickly, you will realize that it's not, uh, you know, that long and, and you will probably answer like three questions maximum. So let's take a listen to this uh, part one B2 level uh, speaking exam. Good morning. My name is Kate Benton and this is my colleague Paul Flint. And your names are? Christina. And my name is Paolo. Can I have your mark sheets, please? Thank you. Where are you from, Paolo? From a small town near Ravenna in Italy. And you, Christina? I'm from Corinth in Greece. I've lived there all my life. I live there with my three sisters and my parents. I'm in my last year at school. My mother works in... Thank you, Christina. First, we'd like to know something about you, Paolo. What kind of sports are you interested in? Uh, I play football, tennis, and I go swimming. How often do you play football? Once a week, yeah, every Saturday in a team. And you, Christina, do you have any hobbies? Well, uh, not really hobbies, but um, my free time, I like to go to the cinema, uh, read, um, going out with my friends, uh, things like that. What sort of films do you like to watch? Oh, I like action films. Uh, I like films where happen many things. Uh, I don't like romantic or historical films. Um, they're very slow sometimes. Uh, they're not very interesting for me. Paolo, do you work or are you a student? I work in my uncle's computer business. 
And how important is English for your work? Well, yes, it's very important. I have to read a lot of things about computers in English. Everything is... Well, most things are written in English nowadays. Christina, what do you hope to do in the next few years? Well, I want to go to the university and study business studies first. Then, if it is possible, I'll work in a big company as an accountant or something like that. Uh, maybe in the future, I can use my English and find a job in another country. That would be very exciting. What kind of job do you hope to be doing in 10 years' time, Paolo? Well, 10 years is a long time, so I'm not sure what will happen. First, I want to help my uncle expanding his business, and then perhaps in the future I could set up my own business. Thank you. So as you could hear, um, you know, uh, Christina and Paolo, they did well in general in general terms. But of course, Christina, when she was asked about uh, where she was from, uh, she said she was from Corinth in Greece. But then she started talking about her family. And of course, that was not part of the question. Um, in this case, the examiner interrupted her. Um, she, uh, the examiner said... Thank you, Christina. First, I would like to know some... I mean, that's not the moment in which you, you can extend and talk about your family. It's not appropriate. And, and of course, the examiner noticed immediately that Christina came with a prepared speech, like she had all these things to say about her family. And there, it's not. I mean, you don't do this. Um, in this case, for example, you will be interrupted by the examiner. And, you know, it will... No, it will not help you, you know, it will not make you feel better because you will feel nervous that, oops, I made a mistake. <laughs> so be careful with that. I mean, just answer the question. Of course, the typical question, where are you from? You can just say that you're from, a, uh, as, as Paolo said, he said, I'm from a small town near Ravenna in Italy. That's it. I mean, you don't need to say anything else. Um, you can say something like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I was born... In this place, I'm from this place, but I was born in another place, something like that. You can say, uh, I live here, I've been living here quite a while, um, and I'm from this Madrid, for example, but I actually, I actually was born in another place. So, yes, that's it. You don't need to extend, um, you know, more than that. And of course, in the case of Paolo, he did well almost at the end of the of the part i mean he started uh, to develop his answers a lot more he should develop his answers more without pausing too much i think he was pausing too much and well he does improve by the end of part one you know when he answers more confidently you know he gives a little more information about and of course that kind of extension without needing uh, any prompts you know because we also pay attention if you need like you know, extra help, like, can you say a little more? Um, so Christina didn't have that problem. I mean, of course, from the very beginning, you noticed that she was, she wanted to eat the world, <laughs> which is good. I mean, it's fine. But of course, uh, you have to be careful. In this case, what was she penalized? A little bit. Maybe uh, she just got the, you know, the average mark for, um, you know, interactive interactive communication and discourse and you know all those things but um of course she has to in in subsequent parts she has to you know show that she can she can keep up with that same level okay 
So uh, now we're going to hear the same part, um, part one, but in the, in this in this uh, case is C1 advanced. So let's take a listen. Good morning. My name's Kate Benton, and this is my colleague Susan Meredith. And your names are? I'm Anna. And my name is Jan. Can I have your mark sheets, please? Thank you. First of all, we'd like to know something about you. Jan, what are your main reasons for learning English? Um, because it's, uh, it's very useful, very necessary for me. I began to work with international projects and I felt that I needed to improve my English. I hadn't studied any English since I left school and I was getting a little bit rusty, so that's why I signed up for a course. Anna, how long have you been learning English? Uh, since I was a child, but then I stopped and now since last year I'm studying again. And what do you enjoy doing in your free time? In my free time? Uh, I like to read. I like very much reading books about adventures, novels, these kind of books. And I like go to the cinema. I go once a month, twice a month sometimes. Uh, but I would like to go there more frequently. And how about you, Jan? Well, you know, I think Anna and I share more or less the same interests. I read a great deal and I'm a regular cinema goer. I particularly enjoy getting together with friends though. I like being in the company of other people. I'm not one of those people who can for very long, who can be for very long on their own. What have been some of the happiest moments in your life recently, Anna? Well, uh, my wedding, it was a perfect day. It was in last September. I enjoyed it a lot. I wasn't nervous. I feel very quiet and I could see all my friends and my family and everybody was happy. It was perfect. Jan? Well, my happiest moment is more related with work. I gained promotion last year in my company, and that's something I really wanted to achieve. It's given me a lot more financial, um, a lot more stability, and it also means I have the opportunity to travel. Thank you. Well, I suppose you can hear the difference in level, of course. I mean, the level we had in the first sample with the B2 uh, students. And in this case, we have a C, C1 level. Of course, the, the difference is, you know, very noticeable. Uh, in this case, Anna's contributions are, I would say, of reasonable length. Uh, she expands just the necessary, and it's, it's okay, it's fine. Though she could certainly be developed more. I think she, in, at some points, for example, she didn't develop as, you know, enough to say, you know, to, to talk about. Um, for example, um, when, when the question, when the interlocutor asked her, how long have you been learn learning English? She said, since I was a child, but then I stopped. And now since last year, I'm studying again. I mean, of course she made a mistake here. Since last year, I've been studying again, not since, um, since last year, I'm studying again. Um, I think she could have made a... Th this was a very good excuse to make a complex sentence, you know, like to make it a little more, you know, uh, use grammar more effectively. She said like very short things and, and of course she didn't expand. She didn't explain why, for example, um, 
which is a good thing. I mean, of course, think about the why. If you think about the why, then you can, you know that, because the examiner will probably ask you why. So you have to avoid, you know, that. I mean, don't let the examiner ask you why, because th that means that you have to expand. And of course, the more whys that the interlocutor is asking you, that you should take it as a bad sign. It's a bad sign that you need help. You need support to extend your answers. So you have to step away from the why every time the examiner asks why. Okay. In this case, the examiner didn't ask why, but you know, because she, she gave, she didn't give a short answer. I mean, but it was not, you know, extended enough. Okay. Of course, in this case, um, she is, uh, I think she's clearly hindered. I mean, she is um, like, you know, she she doesn't show the range of vocabulary that is required for the advanced exam. And, you know, her, you know, her responses are a little inaccurate. I mean, like she makes quite a few mistakes. Um, if you if you go back and listen to it again, I mean, you, you will see, for example, it's not only the one that I mentioned before. But, you know, like intenses, I mean, she doesn't show the wide range of complexity. It's, for example, not the case as, as Jan. Jan is clearly a stronger student. He develops his responses well. And, of course, he uses a much wider range of language. He uses... There's a part in which, for example, when when the interlocutor asks uh, Jan, uh, uh, I think it was the moment... Uh, and how about, because he asked her, and what do you enjoy doing in your free time? And then, um, you know, uh, uh, Anna said, um, let me check because I have it here. I, I wrote it down. Anna said, in my free time, er, I like to read. I like very much reading books about adventures, novels, these kinds of the, uh, books. And I like to go to the cinema. I go once a month. Uh, twice a month sometimes, but I would like to go there more frequently. If you notice, for example, she gave very short sentences. And there were, I mean, nothing like to say that she used complex sentences. Um, so in this case, I mean, she answered the the question, but she didn't show the, the wide variety of structures that you should be uh, using at, at this point. And when the, the interlocutor, the examiner asked Jan, how about you, Jan? He said, well, you know, I think Anna and I share more or less the same interests. This is fantastic because the way he connected what he, what she said to what he's going to say says a lot about him. Of course, he's a stronger candidate. Uh, I read a great deal, he said, and I'm a regular cinema goer. That's really good. I mean, I, I would say movie goer because that's more American English, but cinema goer works just perfectly. I particularly enjoy getting together with friends, though. He used the word though. I like being in the company of other people. And this is the moment in which he makes the only mistake. He makes the only mistake, he says. He says, I'm not one of those people who can for very long, and then he corrected himself, who can be for very long on their own. And this is great, of course. If you make a mistake and you can correct yourself, as I, I always say, uh, repair strategies. You know, if you use repair strategies, that looks good. And of course don't do it too much because if you do it too much then i mean it, it makes you look a little you know bad so generally 
these two candidates did, did well. And of course, their pronunciation was clear enough. And this is another thing that we do pay attention. You know that we have different aspects that we pay attention to. And pronunciation in, in both cases, uh, either in the at the B2 level and C1 level, it was okay. It was up to standard. I didn't hear anything that would be, you know, like, oh, there's a problem and mistake here. There's a stress mistake here or anything like that. And I hope that from these, you can start, you know, practicing. Find, you can find lots of resources online. If you need help on that, you can send me a text message or, or an email, and I will gladly send you a um, list of questions that you can practice with. And if you feel prepared, for example, um, we can set up an interview and, you know, you can practice part one with me. How about that? How do you feel about that? <laughs> I, th I think it would be great for you. And um, again, uh, you know, this is this is the way uh, I would say that this is the way in which you can do a part one effectively. And, you know, this is the end of it. I mean, it's very short. And then, of course, this is the part in which the speaker moves to moves on to part two. Um, but, uh, you know, about part two, I will I will talk about next week. OK, so thank you very much for joining me in this uh, episode in which I explain part one of the Cambridge exams. So this is the end of today's episode. Don't worry. I will come back next week with the next part, part two of the speaking exam of, you know, the Cambridge tests. So remember, subscribe to my channel uh, on any platform you find it available. And I will be happy if you send me a message. Remember that if you're practicing for the IELTS exams, use my special code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E, and you will get a 10% discount the more uh, exams you buy. The, I mean, the bigger the discount, of course. And of course, if you when you get the report, uh, give me a call. I mean, send me a message and, and, and send and tell me how happy you are with the results. And uh, and of course, um, you know, I'm here to help you as as always. And it's you know, I, I thought that it was my mission. You know, it, it was one of the New Year resolutions that you usually make. Um, and this is I think this is the only one that I, I made for myself. And, um, you know, I'm happy. Remember that I'm here to help you. Okay. So until next week with part two of the speaking test of, you know, Cambridge exams. Thank you very much. And bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>